Well, hello there, and welcome to the podcast where our goal is to remind you that amidst the chaos and craziness of the world today, there are still plenty of good things that are worth shouting about. In each episode of this podcast, we're going to be joined by nonprofit professionals, leaders, experts, and advocates to hear their stories, facilitate conversation and connection within the nonprofit sector, and hopefully put a smile on your face. We like that. I'm Matt Barnes. This is Nonprofit Connect. Let's share some good. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Nonprofit Connect with Matt Barnes. (laughs) I'm here. Tiffany's here. Yep. Yep. Hey, guys. My assistant, Tiffany Pope, (laughs) joining me as always, even though it's only the second time, actually. Yeah. Or third, maybe, because I think we're going to be recording out of order a little bit. So for them, it might be the third. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, we've got a great, really cool guest for you today. And before we dive into that, I've been trying to... You know, share little bits about myself so I can connect with people. Yeah. Tiff, you've been working with me now for, what, three months, four months, since like April-ish? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to let you give an interesting fact about me that you've learned. And remember, you know, keep it something that I'd be okay with people knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get my address or something, you know. Hmm, Okay, Mm. well, one thing is... He doesn't like anything that's green. That's so not true. That's true. That is not true. Vegetables is not in his vocabulary. Don't even think about bringing up that word to him. I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration. There are some (laughs) vegetables I enjoy, but yeah, mostly I'm not into that Mm -hmm. healthy lifestyle. No. I got to work on that. Yeah. I mean, not the vegetables so much, (laughs) but just being a little bit healthier and things, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is a fact. Anything else that people might find interesting? Matt has five kids. Yes, I have mentioned that. Yeah. Every time someone hears that, it's like mind blowing. And I love hearing people's reactions <laughs> and, their, and their jaw drop. I don't well, I know. Think it's, the, it's the five, five and under thing. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Five kids is one thing. But when you, it's like five and the oldest ones are five. That's where you're like, wait, what? Yeah. That's like, where say I that get, again? That's where I get the double takes. Come again? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's two sets of twins. The oldest ones are about to turn six next month. Yeah. And then that's McCoy and Violet. And then Poppy and Wells are almost four and a half. Mm-hmm. And then little Wren, he's growing up just so fast. turned eight months old. <laughs> he is growing up so fast. And all he ever says is, da, 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 da. <laughs> which I am totally all there for. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I'm five for five. My kids have said dad at first, which is, yeah, moment of pride. And I think I've mentioned I have a podcast with my wife. It's on a hiatus right now because parenting is hard. And that, <laughs> it, that is coincidentally the title of the podcast, Parenting is Hard. So if you want a parenting podcast, hopefully it's a little entertaining, get a little insight. You can check that out. And I don't think I've ever said you can also, if you're looking where you can follow me, aside from Rogue Creatives and that, those kind of places, Matt from Rogue on pretty much everything. Yeah. I think. Instagram, Facebook, yeah, the thing that used to be Twitter, X, oh, whatever. The new the thing. The new and improved. And then the or? new thing that Facebook has, the threads or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm everywhere, but it's just <laughs> Matt from Rogue. All right. Let's get into it today. Today we've got, this was a really cool interview. Her name is Svetlana Ratnikova, and I hope I said that right. And she is just really impressive woman, leader in the social impact sector. She's the 
co-chief executive officer at Impact Investors Network and the founder and CEO of Immigrant Women in Business, IWB. It's a nonprofit organization that supports and empowers immigrant women entrepreneurs across Canada. So she's up in Canada and she is from Russia and has come into North America and really is looking at things from kind of a different viewpoint maybe than we would. But she is an innovator and some of the things that she's doing and the approaches she's taking, she's really challenging the status quo and really challenging people who run nonprofits and for-profits for that matter to think a little bit differently. So we had a really great conversation, really entertaining and interesting, <laughs> and she gets very animated, which mm. is, I like, you mm. know, we get get in a good conversation. So we'll be right back with that interview right after this. Nonprofit Connect with Matt Barnes is brought to you by Rogue Creatives. Did you know that your brand has a personality all of its own? Well, it does. Or it should. But maybe it doesn't. How do you know if it does? Here's what you do. Ask yourself, does the way you describe your organization match the way you describe your branding? Because it really needs to. Why? Because people don't connect with organizations, they just don't. They don't feel connected to them. They, they feel connected to characters. They feel connected to personality. So it's super important that your brand has a personality that connects with the right people to bring them into your story. And that's what Rogue Creatives is all about. We've developed our very own process called the Strategic Storytelling Framework to define your brand personality and create a brand foundation that will make sure your organization has that main character energy that connects with others and pulls them right into your story. And by the way, it works. And we got the receipts. Our nonprofit clients have seen incredible increases in giving that have allowed them to help even more people and make the world a better place. Get started today by visiting roguecreatives.com NPC. That's NPC for Nonprofit Connect. You can schedule a free brand consultation and take our free online brand character quiz. And we all know that everybody loves a good online quiz, especially when it's free. So get over there and do that because it's it, why not? Why wouldn't you? You love it. It's going to be fun. That's roguecreatives.com slash NPC to begin defining your brand character today. There's no commitment or risk for you at all. And honestly, we just can't wait to meet you. We, we kind of think we could be good friends. I think we could hang out. You could buy us lunch. We can help you with your branding and talk about the shows we're binging or whatever. It'd be nice. Rogue Creatives. Seriously. Creative storytelling. All right. On with the show. All right. I am here with Svetlana. I'm going to try and say your last name, Ratnikova. Got it. Yes. And Svetlana, so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Very excited to hear about you and what you do. Before we do, we always start with three random questions that we take from a very long list of random questions and then randomly choose. So you ready? Yes. Okay. If you had to dedicate your life to any sport and play it professionally, which sport would you choose? Ping pong. Ping pong. Oh, good answer. I like that. <laughs> I love it. I mean, get me on ping pong table. <laughs> Kill serial passion. Kidding. I have passion. That passion. Yes. Ping nice. pong. Awesome. Who would you like to play you if they made a biopic of your life? Oprah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And what was the best year of your life so far? 1987. 1987? Yeah. What happened in 1987? I gave birth to my son. Oh, that's a good one. That changes everything, doesn't it? Yep. I mean, that's 
why I believe in uh, women's leadership. Mothers, they commit, sacrifice, <laughs> they lead with passion and purpose. They don't need extra motivation, right? Motivation is in front of our eyes. And that's why I believe that women leaders are the future of positive change. Yeah. I love that. You have more titles, by the way, than I do. And that's saying something because I have ADD, so I take on too many things. But you've got a lot going on. Where did you start and how did you end up doing what you're doing? And what is it that you're doing? So for Immigrant Women in Business, I mean, that's your clientele and that's your uh, network. That's Immigrant Women in Business. That's my nonprofit organization. In brief, it's women empowerment through economic empowerment. So we're hitting here... Uh, few buzzwords and issues like domestic violence, which to me is, it's okay, it happens. It happens with a lot of people. That's what you do with this, right? So when I believe in Canada and the United States, we have human rights and uh, every woman who comes from other countries where we know that half of the women around the world, they don't have basic human rights. When they come to this country, they're good to go. With help of other people, I strongly believe that everybody can succeed. They can play in our economy or create their own. So that's really women empowerment through economic empowerment. That's immigrant women in business. I came out from retirement with a bunch of my friends, business advisors. Our retirement, we had about five weeks for retirement. We were bored. And when we came back, we were looking for what to do. And obviously, when you have a lot of years of experience, a lot of connections, you are looking for the way to make the world a better place in a bigger scale. So you're looking for big ideas, big impact. And for me as an economist and understanding how business model works and sustainability, for me, I did clearly see that the need to make better the giving space. The number like 484 billion we give to charities and nonprofit each and every year, and none of the causes they're getting better. So it did tell me, as again, as an economist, I mean, that's my specialty, scalability and sustainability, that we need to create another business model. So my nonprofit is my nonprofit. That's how it just started because of my heart, is my passion project. I run it as a for-profit, but after we decided to come out from retirement, uh, the main company that I run is RTG Group, Receiving Through Giving, where we created a new business model in the giving space to put for-profit and non-profit closer together, okay? So we created one of the first for-profit social enterprises. And what does that look like? So in any for-profit social enterprise, you need to have a product to sell, right? So we decided to play in ending hunger. Each and every fifth child goes to school hungry and food insecurity, especially after COVID, and continuously growing year after year. So we decided to create a new business model in the giving space. Our product is food. We feed people with high nutrient-based food. It's organic. It's good food for people. But because of the way we structure it, because of the new business models, so we basically eliminated not needed expense. Those offices and big employees, we put that money into quality of the food. So that's why our end product is better in quality and less in price. And they use charities as a distributors, which they love us because we don't ask them anything, only we give them the food for free and they distribute it to the people in need. So you make food and distribute it to nonprofits. You don't charge them for that food? No. 
We marketed through our B2B initiatives, one of the major sources of marketing and the way we do things today is through influencer marketing. Our feeding model is done through influencers. That's one of them. So today, influencers that are on that level, those who have a lot of strong engagement, our partners with influence of two, three million in TikToks and Instagram and uh, different channels, some of them 50 plus million in followers, the engagement is high. So they actually feeding through that and they give us the formula. So if you give them 100,000, they have 5% formula. That's how a feeding model is running really for influencer marketing. It's a new way of doing things. And it's a new way of the marketing is all about through here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> through your phone. So if you have very strong marketers, my partner, who's actually the key leader in my for-profit social enterprise, he built his company and sold it to such and such. So we're talking about people who with high-level business and marketing credentials who come together basically to do good. So uh, it's a team that really makes everything happening like in anything. I mean, good ideas, yeah. that they go only so far. That's very interesting. So you work with influencers and what do they do? What are they promoting for you? They sell food through their influence channel. Okay. So they sell food to people and then the profits from that allow you to donate food to the nonprofits. They get up subscribers. People say it's a subscription model. So we don't call them donors, they're subscribers. And the for-profit can be subscribers because the most important why we are different from charitable world that we can reward our subscribers they're like our customers which is in nonprofit world and charitable world we cannot reward volunteers here we can reward our subscribers to give them a mobile app that helps them to save more than they spend to feed that's number one and we reward them with many other perks including free travel so that's really its customer subscription model. Interesting. It, it's the way to do that today. We need to change, right? We need, we need to do things in a different way. It's, it's clearly, if you look at numbers, they're not getting better. What does it tell you to any entrepreneur, to any business person, or any change maker, or any big-hearted person, right? I mean, you, you know, in Canada and U.S. everywhere. I mean, you look at numbers. Homelessness is on the rise. Food insecurity is on the rise. Domestic violence is on the rise. I mean, everything is not getting better. Everything is getting worse. It tells us that we need to create new business models. So that's how that business model got created. Because of the need, we entrepreneurs, we see the need, we see the numbers that are being given. Obviously, they're not solving the problem. So that's why you see for-profit social enterprises. We were one of the first in Canada for-profit social enterprise. And now we deal with impact investors because we have a proof of concept. Now we are putting it to people with money who are also looking for the solution, right? They have the money. They also find it's unacceptable, right? How come we have uh, challenges everywhere? So they're looking for models like our that provides transparency, sustainability. And there's another magic thing that we've created there. It's collaboration because we actually sell food. And from the margin of selling food, we give this margin as to help other charities. So that collaboration word is actually is one of the most fascinating in the giving space because usually giving space, they work in their own spots, right? And you know that they have to do the same funders and grants. I mean, it's all good. But 
as my partners say, and we say at my nonprofit uh, organization, at each and every event that we are stronger together. It's our motto, right? So this is really the giving uh, space on steroids, working together in a bigger scale, innovative in a different way. That's great. I mean, that's the whole reason we started Nonprofit Connect really is we work with so many nonprofits and they often don't talk to each other or learn from each other or see opportunities to collaborate. And I love collaborating. I just think it's, that's where the best stuff comes from, whether it's in the nonprofit world or not. Like that's where if I can go, what do I have and what do you have and what can we do together to make something even better that we couldn't do alone? Why not? Why wouldn't we do that? And unfortunately, I feel like because of a scarcity mindset or ego or whatever it might be, I don't see that happening in the nonprofit space a lot. So that's really amazing, A, that you've looked at a new business model, but then also made collaboration such a part of that. Well, first of all, how long have you been doing this? Close to seven years now. Seven years. And what was the biggest challenge in starting a new business model like this? The whole space. I mean, people, they go to giving space and you are with nonprofit. I mean, it's your passion. And to do good, it's difficult to disrupt and basically tell people the truth. I mean, here we go. There's really no numbers. We're not solving the problem. So people who go to the giving space where they're funders or they work for charities or they're on their own, at first, they didn't even want to distribute our food, even though their mission, I don't want to name those charities, but their mission is to end food insecurity, right? They didn't even want to distribute our food because they looked at us as a competitors. I mean, <laughs> first of all, the, the need is astronomical. <laughs> what can better? That's number one. And again, who wants to disrupt the giving space, right? I mean, it's tough. People go there, they give the support uh, different charities for so many years with different foundations and everything else. It's huge emotional connection to people. So that was the, one of the biggest challenges to tell people the truth. I mean, there should be other ways to do that. And it wasn't pleasant at first. I mean, for us, I mean, we are tough business leaders. For us, we understand that any any change that you bring to the marketplace, you need to be a strong leader. <laughs> so, And we are. It was interesting, but it's all good now. But I mean, it was one of the biggest ones. And then probably impact investment side of things as well. At first, that was tough. Now, everybody is from impact investors looking for sustainability, transparency, exactly what we offer. That's what they are looking for. So, but initially when we opened Impact Investment, it came from Europe and Europe, they advanced in Impact Investment for good 15 years. For us, it's fairly new. So another thing that we wanted to scale and now we know what we have, we can actually end food insecurity in Canada and US and help a lot of many other causes, right? Because of sustainability of a business model and everything else, but to bring the right impact investors on board, right? A lot of them, they say that they are, but they're not really. When they tell you, okay, I'm an impact investor, and first question, how much money am I going to make? So he is not an impact investor. So that's another one, right? Dealing with people because they end up wasting the most important, our time, right? They want to do good, but I mean, yeah, I do want to good in words, but when it comes down to actually... Let's invest in something that's going to actually solve the problem. <laughs> so we have a big challenge. You actually realize that most people, they still think money, no matter what, and money. And then kind of their impact versus true impact investors. When I ask you, okay, uh, Matt, with that $100,000, that's what's going to happen, right? You look at the deck, the first slide you get, you're looking, how much good am I going to do? 
<laughs> and those are still today math those are rare people who from the bottom of the heart want to do good which is all good i mean it's a beautiful world in reality again because of my economic degree i understand trends very well nobody was building the business for the last so many decades yeah to do good the business did exist for so many years to make money yeah <laughs> why would we suddenly oh come everybody together let's fix up the problem and get everybody excited about it no from the business from the money side of things right yeah so it's a different time but like my son who is a one of the top-notch leaders here in Canada in cryptocurrency and blockchain and decentralization I always quote him it's an exciting time to be alive it's definitely it is wow I think that we get the message so often in culture right now that the world is falling apart and it's not an you know this is a scary time to be alive so it's refreshing to hear your perspective and that you're going, no, we just have to adapt. We have to do new things. And that's exciting. There's new opportunities. And as somebody who loves new opportunities, I just love hearing about this. It's very exciting. So that's through your for-profit. What's the name of that? The name of is RTG Group, Receiving Through Giving. Okay. Okay. And the way we're scaling it, we're scaling and creating different initiatives, right? One of them, let's say, is purpose driven travel. That's the way we scale it right now. This way we bring to the city. And as a matter of fact, on a Sunday, I'm on an airplane to open our first one in Calgary and then the week after in Miami. So here we go. So we're, it's a purpose driven travel. And I mean, that, that's just initiative that really rewards volunteers. But it is the same business model, runs similarly, but really the marketing goes towards travel because in the reality, after now we're doing it for a while, we realize that people want to be rewarded for doing good. So And travel it was one of the most exciting for them. So that's why that initiative was purpose-driven travel, the way we're scaling it in Canada and US. And yes, a lot of work, but a lot of beautiful work. Uh, I'd like to thank you for dealing with nonprofits, helping them that's how we got connected because at the end of the day is people working together is sharing our passions and ideas i mean today this channel that's what you're doing right now i mean this is a channel where people they get educated they get inspired they get empowered they see real people they feed up because everybody's tired to be tired like like you mentioned right but there's a problem and there's an opportunity there's crisis and opportunity there's a problem and solution it's just probably very difficult after COVID. And really now we're not lacking really products and services in the marketplace. They're lacking hard, emotional intelligence, people working together and doing things for the right reason. And this is probably one of the most difficult to change in a marketplace. And again, it's changing because we are very fortunate again, because we entered conscious driven capitalism. We did. It's already there. It's there because the trend today, all of them, I mean, 87% of them go look at all the stats of millennials and Zens. What's number one they want to do? They want to be engaged in making a difference in the world. That's why they, I don't know numbers in the US, but in Canada, it was a huge resignation of millennials from big companies. Why did they resign? Why did they leave KPMG and Deloitte of the world? Because they're not engaging them and they're not feeling that they're contributing 
to making the world a better place, which they do indeed know and find it absolutely unacceptable that we have so many challenges in the world and they're not getting better. They want to step up and do that. And they understand their life is short and that they're going to focus on money is not going to be serving them well at the end. Because one and only way you're going to be happy and they know that the new definition of success today is not cars and diamonds. So sharing economy is giving economy. The definition of success today is to be happy. And focusing on money <laughs> never makes us happy. And that's what happened in the past, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you're probably as old as I am, right? Yeah. We know those people. They focus on money. They have this. They have that. They have a lot of different things. Are they happy? And most importantly, when kids look at them, they're saying, I don't want to be like my father. Yes, he has a island and airplane, but he's not smiling to people. He yeah. doesn't make people feel good, right? <laughs> Why he's not happy? Because of that. Yeah, that's great. That's so true. I think there's a clash there of values, right? A clash of we have a society that's set up and a culture where capitalism and you have to do well. And yet there's this desire on a large part of people to make a difference in the world and focus on that. And what you've done is to, instead of saying that's bad or that's good, like how do we bring those together to make this work for good? And that's awesome. That's an amazing skill that you have and that's for everybody right i mean the business uh, which is that's where solutions are being created it's which led space in a lot of nonprofit, and i'm now nonprofit. i run it as a for-profit still because it's a self-funded organization i run it through membership who i bring value that's why they pay me <laughs> my, my sponsors they do pay me because i bring them value i bring them customers right Let's face it, I mean, charitable, nonprofit world, I love them all, they're absolutely beautiful people, but I have them in my organization. And I see that they're my members because the organization was small business owners, and a lot of them, they own charities and nonprofit, right? And they tell me, what do you do all day long? I write grants all day long. I mean, do you end up serving the grant, not the people? And I see that. And another big thing, right? And again, uh, people who work nonprofit, they're angels because they sacrifice big salaries. Uh, instead of working for Deloitte, they work for nonprofit. I mean, they're my heroes. But in reality, uh, change needs to be done. I mean, they're also people who are working now with nonprofit and charities. They see that they're not solving the problems, right? I mean, we, we, we need to do things in a different way. And people of a lot of years of experience like us, we are fortunate to be alive and feel good and have energy to do things. I mean, everybody is going to come on board to do things in a different way, which is time is now. I mean, I don't know how can people with capital and impact investors or just people who are, uh, have money can go to sleep soundly at night, knowing that in their own countries, each and every fifth kid goes to school hungry. I mean, in numbers, in anything, I mean, what? I mean, look at the numbers on mental health. Look at the people, how many people they commit suicide. I mean, it's not people, people, they need help. Yeah. Right? So every single investor, whatever they invest in, they have to open their heart and they have to invest in the improvement of the humanity. I mean, everybody is the time to put the thinking hat on and drive the change back by transparent business models. Backed by sustainable business models and 
backed by collaborative approach. We all have to work together. And to your audience, they're listening. Anything I can do to other organizations, uh, I'm super resourceful and super connected everywhere. I'm happy to help everybody. And of course, with other nonprofit companies, if they're looking for different ways to fundraise, they can do it through our business model. <laughs> Here we go. I mean, they, yeah, it's kind of strange that you're working supporting cancer, but let's face it, if through our business model, which is 2023 business model runs in a smart way, you can feed and at the same time you can fundraise for cancer. That's a collaboration. I mean, and we can do that. I mean, I would encourage everybody to connect with me. So get educated how the things get done and let's work together to make a difference. That's awesome. I think that was going to be my next question is what would you recommend to, because I, I feel like there are so many nonprofit leaders out there feeling like they're spinning their wheels, trying to do the same thing every year, go back to the same donors, ask for the same money, and not even be able to meet their own goals of where they want to go because they're kind of stuck with what they've got. And it's hard when you're in it to think outside of it, you know? Of course. Again, because it's emotional. <laughs> of course. Who wants to talk about that? yellow elephant in the room nobody it's like that's why domestic violence i remember when it happened to me what am i going to talk about it that's why i lead with women empowerment through economic empowerment i said to myself okay i have to find a way to feed myself and my and i becoming a single mother so it has to be the financial plan but when it happened to me what am i going to talk to people what is it a fun topic nobody wants to talk about it. it's very hard it's very hard emotionally it's and it's already hard for people I mean, Matt, I mean, people, they live in fear to lose the job that they hate. I don't want to share that number, right? I mean, is it that they're wondering? But that's okay. I mean, again, where's the challenge? There's an opportunity, right? It's always an opportunity for us to improve. One of the best companies in the world, you know, when they were born in the time of depression. Why? Because it was extreme challenges. That's where extreme innovation gets born. When people push to the ground, because the potential of human being and the amount of wisdom they bring to the world today, and especially with ethical capitalism in Canada, you ask people go to jail for financial fraud, white people, immigrants, they come to this country from all over the place, from Russia and Colombia. <laughs> Because everybody can participate in doing something bigger and more, right? So it's time. Now it's great time for everybody to come together. I would say probably now it's one of the most challenging times from humanity I've ever seen. Because we didn't have this. We didn't have cell phones. So we were building our businesses. We were like a horse. We didn't know anything else. I mean, it was no disruptions, right? <laughs> yeah. They would just put our sales channels and go. <laughs> now, I mean, there's so many things on that phone and this and that. And we didn't know the real statistics of how bad is today our planet, in our environment, in anything that we do. And again, anybody who is the leader, who is the business person, or just a change maker who wants to make a difference... You, we need to step up and start solving problems with different ways we're doing things, continue doing what we're doing, obviously. The transition is going to take some time, but the need for for-profit thinking into in the non-profit organizations, I see that it's so much needed because I run for profit all my life long. 
for-profit companies. I was one of the first female entrepreneurs opening the business when Gorbachev allowed privatization. I am all for profit. So that's why when I opened non-profit and people, they start coming to me, Matt, honestly, people, they start coming to me because I'm opening non-profit and they start coming to me and said, oh, Svetlana, you're opening non-profit. You're going to get a lot of grants. That's why you applied. I said, well, what grants? I didn't even know what grant is. <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, you have members. You have people who you bring value. If there's enough value, they pay you. But that thinking, Matt, honestly, again, I'm because you deal with a lot of nonprofit, and again, I love them all. That thinking is wrong. People they come to me and they tell, Oh, Sridlana, I want to open nonprofit. Where is the funding? You haven't started anything yet. Provide value, make a difference, right? So there's a lot of beautiful things in the marketplace. The most beautiful that our beautiful millennials and Zeds, they're unstoppable change makers. And today, Matt, you know that. In a similar age, you're probably probably younger than me. But six years ago, six, seven years ago, when we started, our wealthy people, they were kind of our friends, and they were kind of today, it got pushed by their kids. Their kids came to them and they said, Okay, I worked, I have a lawyer degree, I'm an accountant now, I work for big companies, and they quit those companies and they say, Daddy, you worth so much money. See how much need it is in the marketplace for anything. I mean, you take any cost. Let's take part of your portfolio, investment portfolio, and do something good with that. The push is now from the trend, but always trend is the king. It's how they think, right? So I strongly believe, and I know as an economist, studying the trend, trends and understanding what's happening, we're up for fantastic ride in the next 25 years because all those problems that are going to be will start solving them yeah right so i mean we were was tough but now it's time for scaling a lot of initiatives like ours and i believe there are many of them in the marketplace that they were working very hard in the time of covid in the time when emotional our hearts they dropped down right yeah. and we actually it was the time for us to innovate and create something phenomenal wow that's great Last question I have. Do you think that there is room or a possibility to work with existing for-profits to change their models to adapt to this so that they can be solving world problems? Or is it better to just start with, like you said, the millennials and Gen Z to say, let's start new things that are different. Let's create a new foundation. We must work together. We must find a way to work together. That's what leaders do of our caliber, right? I mean, if you go, I go to for-profit companies. I mean, that's why my sponsors today, the Scotia Bank, big banks. And yeah, there's a big gap between my thinking and their thinking. But as a, any nonprofit leader, it's our mandate to find a way to work with everybody, we build bridges with everybody. But our banks are going to be set up to serve the bottom line, of course. Are uh, they are going to be working more closely with organizations like immigrant women in business and other nonprofit organizations, 100%. Do you need business acumen as an executive leader to bring this value to big companies, the uh, corporate that you're talking about? Because they're fat, they have the money. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you need to tell them that working with us and how they're going to really improve the diversity and inclusion. Right. Because today we know that it's 
not a lot happening in that in that <laughs> space, right? right? I mean, we talk about it, but still, you look at uh, black women sea level. I mean, you can barely find them, right? So the change is going to come from the bottom, from us, but it's going to come from nonprofit who are thinking for profit because I am a great marketers because I'm a great marketer, a good business person, experienced, unfortunate enough, but I can deliver the value. As a matter of fact, that's what we are doing right now, currently, right? Because we don't expect people working for the companies to understand what I understand. They never took the risk. They work for the company, the employee, and they need employees. They're beautiful people. But it's for us to drive the change, for us to bring initiatives to them, because they do have enough money. And that's a very good question, because they do have enough money. We are thinking, okay, there's enough money. How come there's so many problems? They do have enough money. They need us to come to them and offer them innovative solutions with transparency and sustainability. And this way, we'll bridge that money. We'll get that money to us, to leaders who are actually doing the work on the ground. Absolutely, 100% working together. Uh, we don't need to open the new ones. We can always open new ones. The, the, the more... Small business, the better, whether it's non-profit or for-profit structure. But it's really the leadership is important, collaboration, and very important, the team, right? I mean, if you have a heart, I mean, I can do only little things myself. I mean, it looks like I'm, I have a big profile and this and that. I'm, I'm one person. The power always in togetherness. That's great. Wow. I'm just blown away. I love what you're all about, and I love what you've done. And I hope that... The people listening to this will be inspired by it the way that I am, because I think thinking outside the box is can be hard sometimes when you're in the middle of it and when you know one way to do things and to stop and consider that there may be other ways that might be more effective that require you to learn something new and get outside yourself a little bit. That can be scary, but it's, man, I mean, the big thing here, everybody is in this, especially, you know, if they're listening to this podcast, we're in this to make the world a better place. And sometimes that means letting stuff go so that you can do new things. But man, that's really great, Svalana. I'm very, very impressed. And I'm looking forward to learn what you do, how you do working with nonprofits. I know that they don't have big budgets for creative, for marketing. I'd like to thank you for supporting them. I mean, it's very important for us to have an honest person who wants to really help, who is there driven by heart. I mean, this is... We all should be people like that, but you know how it is in the business world. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very important for us to have a friend like you, because that's my humongous difference, because we all bring different levels of expertise. I happen to be a very good marketer, but again, I'm only good as good as I brought 200 people like me to immigrant women in business. So that's why you see us, because it's a collective power resources together yeah it's not about me or anybody else the more we work together the more good we are going to do the more sharing ideas and the more sharing experiences going to create bigger impact because of that because we are in a space together learning from each other and sharing with each other and finding solutions together there's never success is done by one person it's always the power of collective and this leaders working together it's Tough, uh, because when when we when we leaders, we think that we know kind of a lot. Yeah, we, we end up growing. Uh, well, you know, I can do that because we can. <laughs> in order to make positive impact in the world and actually solve problems, we have to work together. And only heart driven leaders 
working together, that's what's going to create change. And it's not easy to do at all. It's actually a very difficult task. When I opened Immigrant Women in Business, I had leaders and now I have a lot of leaders. But it's not because everybody brings a lot, even though they're hard driven, but it's not, it takes phenomenal energy and to work on yourself to be able to put those people together. And again, mind you, I mean, they're not there for recognition. They're people who are doing their work, they're humble, they're super people, but it's an art to really to put all those people together and create that collaborative approach so that actually everybody working together. So my thing to you, I mean, let's work together to make the world a better place. So anybody and everybody, they're super collaborative. We do a lot of events in Toronto, a lot of uh, summits, social impact summits, women empowerment summits, three, 400 people. Next year for March 8th, we are preparing 3,000 attendees at our national CNE. It's our Canadian Exhibition Center. And we are planning to have phenomenal guests like Oprah and Michelle Obama. So you're definitely invited to be our special guest and let's make it happen. And thank you for supporting women. Yes. Oh, man, this is great. Yes, I'd love to talk more about collaborating and what we can do. Let me ask you a few closing questions. We do these rapid fire kind of closing questions and then we'll get the information for where people can find you. But what is the one thing that makes you feel most connected? Energy, hug, smile. <laughs> Good. Smile. Yeah, when I see smile, I, it feels right. How do you connect to your community? A lot of networking. Who in the world of nonprofits would you want to take to lunch? I learned from all for-profit leaders because I sell, right? I mean, that's, that's the definition of business. I sell my people there, the salespeople, right? They're value-driven. So in a nonprofit, I'll Google it. I'll see <laughs> who smiles the most, <laughs> you know? And then I actually, I'll take it from you. I'll Google it right after this podcast. I'll Google it. Who smiles the most? I'll find your phone number. I'll call and I'll invite you for lunch. Great <laughs> idea, by the way, because I should learn from nonprofit leaders. <laughs> Excellent. Last question. What aspect of your job brings you the most joy? Giving, helping people, helping underserved helping uh, refugees, helping the most uh, vulnerable. When I get uh, phone calls from victims of domestic violence and I can really change their life just like that, right? I mean, yeah, that's what gives me the most joy. And it's a tough work. It's uh, ripping my heart often. Yeah. But I came from that experience. So I understand that if I help that person and she's going to be in my network, she'll be doing exactly what I'm doing right now for other women. And that scalability on that side of things, that's what gives me the most joy. Uh, I don't want to have those phone calls, but I do. And it's very easy for me to help them. It's very easy for me to give job to Ukrainian refugee, right? I mean, for me, it's a matter of phone call to build a couple of bridges. And here we go. Everybody's hired versus them struggling, not knowing that, right? And that scalability and impact, really. I do it still one person at the time. I love it. But that's why we did, let's say, in May, when the Ukrainian came in volume, right? And they're coming to me and they say they cannot find a job. I said, hold on for a second. In Canada, they have 1.1 unfilled jobs right now. They actually have human capital shortage, not other way around. Why can't you find a job? <laughs> so things like that, they're very simple for me. 
but really impact in scalability. So I can bring six unions, I can bring other uh, 20 companies who are hiring right now and they want to hire refugees. And here we go. The impact is created. One event, I plugged in everybody with their if somebody wants to volunteer, some everybody's plugged in, but the impact is phenomenal. I mean, that's what excites me, right? That I can do that. And you know what, Matt? Anybody can do it. Yes, I mean, people is like, my husband tells me, oh, Silana, you're different. Honest to God, Matt, I'm not different from other people. I love people so much. And this country, it's really the... Canada, the U.S., I mean, if you open your heart and you just go walk one step at a time, it'll take you there. But just start walking with an open heart. Ask people for help. And you can open absolutely phenomenal journey for yourself, a journey of life, because there's no lack of resources in these countries. It's just be in the right network. Surround yourself only with positive people. Think big and never give up. And always go to networking events, right? And see, be very selective where you go to. You feel good. You see that they're inspiring, empowering. Go to those places. And that's where possibilities unlocking and uh, challenges are being solved with so ease that it's not even funny. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I want to have you back sometime. I would love to have you come down and speak at one of our events too. I think it would be really, really fun. And you've just got such a great perspective on things. You've definitely inspired me and got me really excited about thinking of new possibilities. How can people find you, Svetlana? Hashtag immigrant women in business in Google. And it's my phone. I love when people they reach out. I do look tough. Uh, often people are like, oh, should I call Svetlana? Call people. My phone number is Canada or WhatsApp, 416-824-0015. Call people. Don't hide behind the computers and texts. The power of conversation, five-minute conversation of with people like myself who love to give people and help people, it can change your life just like that. And I do it all the time. So that's why I do it in, in scalable form. But please talk to people. This is what we've created by God to do. We've created to be connected, to give it people and all the solutions that are there. Just to start conversation one person at the time. Those who smile in their profiles, <laughs> probably if you see them <laughs> smiling and they put in their profile that my passion to help other people, but I'm an open networker. I mean, those people, bang on, you're there. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, unlimited <laughs> possibilities of joy and growth and definitely no shortage of uh, anything in this universe. So when you connect it with the right people. I love it. All right. Thank you, Svetlana. We'll talk again soon, but thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Matt. And my friends, that is a wrap for today. If you made it this far, and I don't know why you wouldn't, it's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Nonprofit Connect. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it because we really appreciate it a lot. And it's hard to say that really well. We really would like it, though, if you came back for our next episode. Only if you liked it, obviously. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use and visit our website, npconnect.roguecreatives.com. Hopefully we've managed to share insights to make you feel connected and even a smidge better about your life and the world and everything. Are our goals too high? Maybe, but that's how we like things. 
All right. You have yourself a great day. Bye-bye. Nonprofit Connect with Matt Barnes is hosted and executive produced by me, Matt Barnes, with an assist by my chaos coordinator, Tiffany Pope. Production is by our amazing friends over at Fame, the B2B podcast agency, along with Belinda Carter-Thompson and the team here at Rogue Creatives. Production lead is Luke Audi at Fame. Writing is by Sam Hollis at Fame and Matt Barnes and Taylor Bolanos from Rogue Creatives. Nemanja Koljaja of Fame is our audio editor and Arslan Yakub from Fame is our video editor. Creative direction is by Corey Hill of Rogue. Our artwork is designed by Hope Kelly and Joshua Marino at Rogue and Ian Salas of Fame. Theme music is composed and performed by Jared Atherton of Chapters. Luke Audio of Fame does our booking and our guest relations. Huge thanks to our amazing guests for joining us for this episode and to all of you incredible listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, and I don't know why you wouldn't have, don't forget to help us spread some good by giving us a good review. Preferably, you know, five stars with lots of words saying how amazing we are on whatever platform you're listening on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is. Also, tell your friends and subscribe so we can come straight into your potholes each and every time we have a new episode. For more information about Nonprofit Connect or to join us at a live event here in Orange County, California, visit our website, npconnect.roguecreatives.com. We'll catch you next time. This has been a Rogue Creatives production.